Hey everybody, it's Caitlin Joyce, and you are listening to Jackie's Heart Podcast. So for today's episode, I kind of wanted to switch things up a little bit, because this is a topic that I kind of wanted to discuss, and for me, I like to discuss things while it's on my mind. Um, And so I'll just try to explain what today's episode is going to be about because my mind is chaotic, so I have a hard time like explaining things in general. But I wanted to talk about basically what it is like, or maybe you can relate, what it's like inside of my mind, what it's like to date somebody like me, um, A lot of people have experience with anxiety, depression, OCD, things like that. Um, And me, Caitlin, specifically, I am neurodiverse. So I'm diagnosed with the spectrum of autism. And I cringe when I say that just because of my own personal like worry about what people think when I tell them that because in my mind I imagine somebody who's autistic is mentally debilitated um you know lives in the basement of their mom's house has back knee but I'm none of those things I don't even have a basement and typically when I tell somebody that I'm autistic it's a couple of different reactions um usually never as bad as I expect but the moment I tell somebody that they do forever look at me or think of me different sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised when I tell somebody and they're like yeah I figured and those are usually the people who know more about mental health and they're more in tune with those kinds of things Um, and other times when I tell people you know they're like relieved they're like I just thought you were really freaking weird and strange or on drugs um, so yeah, I, I'm neurodiverse. I'm different than neurotypical people. Mine manifests itself mainly in OCD um, and anxiety. And oftentimes with social construct and conversating with, with regular normal people, I tend to miss a lot of sarcasm and innuendos, things like that, but at the same time, I'm really witty, and I understand patterns, so, like, jokes to me, I love that kind of stuff, and I love sarcasm, it's just that I miss it a lot of the times, so there's a lot of communication errors with the fact of me being on the, um, having ASD, which is just the acronym for Autism Spectrum Disorder, and anyways, so, I don't know if you guys can relate to that, I'm obviously high-functioning. I hold down a job. I'm married. I have children. I'm an actress. Like, I do pretty well. And I even have friends. Like, what? But I do not make friends easily. And I'm very difficult to date. So, anyways, what I'm going to do is this episode's going to be a little bit of what it's like inside my brain. And when I explain to people that I am very difficult to date... Hopefully this kind of maybe gives you an insight into my mind. So I am a married woman, right? But 
I love being alone more. And that's a very hard thing for people to grasp because I love my husband with my whole entire freaking heart. And I love nothing more than being alone. If I had my way, I would just be alone. I would not date anybody because I enjoy my own company. Like I find myself funny. I enjoy myself. You know, I I get along with my own self. But humans are designed to want companionship. Humans are naturally designed and evolutionarily designed to want somebody else with them. And for me, I'm so glad I got out there and dated because I would have never met the one person on the face of this planet that is almost as good as being alone. And that is, I'm sure it sounds weird to other people when I say that, you know, but I tell my husband all the time, like, being with you makes me feel as good as when I'm alone. And so, you know, if somebody was making a headline of that, it wouldn't sound very attractive. Like, being with you makes me feel alone. Doesn't sound so good. But for me, that is everything. That is everything I crave, is being around somebody that makes me feel as comfortable as I do when I'm by my freaking self. Because it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work for me mentally, physically, emotionally, every possible itty to be with somebody for an extended period of time. And I have found myself a person who loves me, all of me, every freaking part of me. And I happen to think that they're freaking amazing. They're like the best thing since sliced bread. I can be around them and feel just as good as if I was alone. I don't have to put on a show. I don't have to do anything. I can be my freaking self and they understand my mind. I don't have to sit there and explain to them like, hey, I'm having anxiety right now. I'm overwhelmed by stimulus. I'm having a hard time with noises. I'm having a hard time because I can't stop thinking about the license plates when I was driving home from work and the patterns of them. Like, he understands my mind. And it, it's wonderful. I've never experienced that before. I'm very hard to date. It is very, 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 very difficult to date me. I'm a very difficult person to love. Because I am not able to show love the same way that others are. I don't pick up on certain clues or certain cues. And the things I find important aren't always what other people find important. So what I mean by like, it's hard to date me. I am very black and white. I want everything to be explained up front. I do not like games. I do not like anything to be misled, which sounds fantastic, right? Who doesn't want to date someone like that? No, it is, I promise you, it is very difficult. Because when you come home, imagine you're my husband, you come home and, you know, you say something to me, then let's say it's, you're not being grateful today, Kate. 
immediately I want to know exactly how I'm not being grateful. I want to know exactly what it is that I did. And I need you to explain that to me so that I can look at it, rectify it, and work on myself. And then I'm going to bring it up later and ask, hey, have you noticed that I'm being more grateful today? Well, let me just tell you, it's not organic sounding. It's not normal sounding. It's not ideal. Like, it doesn't flow well, and I know that. But it's kind of the only way that I know how. You know, it's my husband will say, okay, you were being a little bit, that was kind of abrupt and that was rude. And I'm like, how? How was that abrupt and rude? Can you explain it to me? And a lot of times I've realized it's hard to explain to somebody exactly how they're doing something that's not right or normal. And then having me be able to understand what it was. Um, And I will say my husband is wonderful at that because he knows that I need those things. So he's able and he's learned how to say to me, hey, Kate, you know, it really upsets me that you did X, Y, and Z. Next time, could you please not do X, Y, and Z? And could you do QWR instead? And I'm able to do that. And then he understands whenever I bring it up a week later when I'm like, hey, have you noticed that instead of doing X, Y, and Z, I've been doing Q, W, R, S, and T to make up for it? And he's like, I did notice, absolutely. And then I get so excited about it. And that's really hard because most people do not know how to communicate with somebody who's neurodiverse. Because for me, I handle problems differently. I want to know exactly what's going on, exactly at all times. I want to know every plan. I do not like surprises. Do not ever throw me a surprise birthday party. Because, number one, it's never going to be a surprise. I'm going to notice every little detail if somebody's acting out of the ordinary. Because I don't, I don't understand specific clues or cues that are, like, you know, given or, like, obvious or... A social construct but what I do notice is patterns patterns so I notice the moment that something is slightly off it's like my day-to-day routine everything is muscle memory just like driving is for all everybody you know you just drive home you don't think about it well I notice certain things about the people I'm close with if things change different movements or you know maybe they are speaking a different way so I'm gonna notice if somebody's planning a surprise party for me and then also I don't like it It just makes me feel uneasy. Um, So it's very difficult to be in a relationship with somebody who is neurodiverse. I understand that. But let me tell you this much. Because I am my own critic. I know my flaws. I honestly think everybody should be freaking lucky to date somebody who's neurodiverse. Because you will not find somebody who cares more. That's why I say I'm my own best friend, because the things I do, I believe in them. The things I say, I believe in them. And I mature, and I grow, and I try to rectify my own flaws. And that's taken time, because in my past, I wasn't this aware of my own flaws. I wasn't this aware of wanting to change. And a lot of the things that I've done... um, that have caused me issues in my past is because even though I'm aware that what I'm doing is destructive, I want self-gratification. So I'm going to continue doing that. So I've been able to mature as an adult, as a mother, as a person, as a worker, a friend, a child, a wife, a sister, 
I've been able to recognize the things in myself that are toxic, that are heinous, that are destructive on myself and others, and not give in to the self-gratification. Because most of the mistakes, I won't say mistakes, most of the things I've done in my past that are bad, they weren't mistakes. They were purposely done. And I, I was always aware that what I was doing had negative consequences. But I would weigh those consequences and say, yeah, I'm going to do this because it's what I feel like I want to do. So it's, it's got to be very difficult to date somebody like me. But at the same time, and my husband will tell you this, I am the only person he's met that will continuously strive to work on every little thing that's brought up to me so that I can become better. And it only takes one time of telling me. You know, if you say, when I get home from work and you don't immediately, you know, say, hey, how's your day going? And I'm like, well, I figured I could wait to say, hey, how was your day going until I was ready to. Uh, And all he has to do is say, yeah, but when you walk in the door, I would like you to acknowledge me. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense that I need to acknowledge you because I live here. You know that I live here. It's expected that I'm going to walk in the house and you're going to be in the house. But I understand that, you know, X, Y, and Z makes you upset. So I'm going to ask you how you would prefer a situation to be handled. And so now I know that, okay, when I walk in the door, it matters to this person that I acknowledge them before I do other things. And so doing that is quite simple. It's very simple. It, it doesn't mean that I have to care or understand necessarily why it's important, although it does help. It means that I care about this person's feelings, okay? And that matters a lot. It's about compromising, okay? So, yeah, I mean, just different little things. And this is not a very long episode. I just kind of wanted to talk about it, about what's basically, what it's like in my friggin' mind. Because it's chaotic. And I will share one, actually, you know, no, I'm going to save that for the next episode. That's what the next one's going to be. The next one, I want to share my poetry with you guys. So you kind of understand more what I'm like. Um, Because I know this podcast is about relationships. But... It's also about understanding my mind so that you guys can form that trust and bond as my listeners to understand what's going on in my mind so that we can form that relationship. And also because I got pizza in my mouth and I need to eat it. But stay tuned for next episode where I'm going to go over my poems so you can understand the depth of my neurodiverse mind. Thank you for listening. This has been wonderful. You are listening to Jackie's Heart Podcast.